Welcome to another Tyrius Cast. I'm Jim McGregor, and I'm joined today by my colleagues Kevin Crewell and Steve Leibson. Now, there were many recent announcements. Samsung recently announced their entire S22 phone lineup, as well as their new Tab 8s. And there were also a lot of announcements around partnerships and acquisitions. AMD announced they now have all the regulatory approvals to close on the Xilinx deal. And NVIDIA dropped their acquisition of ARM. Now, they faced stiff competition, both from the industry and regulators, to get that approved. So they finally backed off that, and it's not a big surprise. But there's another announcement you may not have caught, and it was kind of buried in other announcements. And it was from Intel. They made a whole series of announcements that could have a significant impact on the industry. Now, my colleague Steve Leibson wrote an article for eJournal on this topic. So, Steve, why don't you provide more details on this announcement? Sure. For us? This was an announcement on Monday of last week that announced that Intel had developed a billion-dollar fund between Intel Foundry Services and Intel Capital. And a large part of that fund is going to go towards supporting RISC-V. The whole fund is designed to create a bigger, better ecosystem for Intel Foundry Systems. But the major part of the announcement really focused on RISC-V. And within that announcement, Intel discussed four companies, four RISC-V companies, that it was going to be supporting and working with as partners. That includes Andes Technology of Taiwan, Esperanto Technologies in Mountain View, Sci-5, a big one, in San Mateo, and Ventana Microsystems in India. This is significant, of course, because Intel is known as an x86 company, having pushed that architecture since its introduction in 1978. What many people don't realize, in fact, many analysts don't realize, is that Intel has been selling risk processors for a long time. In 2015, when they bought Altera, they inherited many FPGAs that had built-in ARM processors. And so ARM has been a technology and a, an architecture that Intel has been selling for quite some time. But this recent announcement was significant because it shows that Intel is really throwing its weight behind RISC-V. And I think there are several reasons for that. First of all, RISC-V has got a lot of momentum right now. Secondly, it's extremely interesting for companies in China because of its open source nature. And thirdly, it's just something that's very flexible and, and Intel and Intel Foundry Services can do anything they want with that architecture, including using standard off-the-shelf cores from these four companies that I just named, or doing in-house development to extend the architecture any way they want. So this is a huge boost for RISC-V, and it's not really great news for ARM. And in fact, the day following this announcement, that's the day that NVIDIA announced that the ARM deal was off. And it's also the day that ARM announced that Simon Seegers was stepping down as CEO and putting Renee Haas in his place as new CEO. And I have to believe that there's some cross-linking there between those two announcements. I'll, actually, it could be just coincidental, but it, you're right. It does look suspicious that it all happened within 24 hours of each other. You know, Kevin, it could be coincidental, but uh, maybe I should say that I think it precipitated an announcement that was already in the making. Well, you know, and one other thing I would mention is that the Mobileye company, which is an, an Intel company, announced earlier this year at CES that they're using RISC-V for their future IQ Ultra family and replacing MIPS cores, which they've been using before. So within Intel, RISC-V had already some support and Intel Capital had, I think, provided some support a number of the RISC-V foundry companies. I would also clarify one thing about Ventana Micro is that you, there are a lot of works doing in India. They're actually based in Cupertino, California. 
California. One of the founders is Greg Favor, former K5 engineer at AMD. So they actually have an interesting concept. They're building chiplets. They're going to build RISC-V chiplets that then can be combined and with other IP in a package. So they're taking a different approach towards it, which apparently was of interest to the Intel foundry. Well, yeah, Intel's very big on chiplets. I agree with you there, Kevin, because obviously they've got products like Potavecchio, their GPU, that's got 47 chiplets on one IC pack. And they have explicitly said in their announcement that they're interested in chiplets. No, okay, guys, I got to play devil's advocate here because obviously a big part of Intel's corporate strategy going forward is their IFS, their Intel Foundry strategy, as well as their IDM 2.0. Having both ARM and RISC-V is actually good for them because it opens up a lot of opportunities. But you got to remember that Intel is also an ARM licensee. They've acquired many companies that have used ARM cores. So there's a lot of Intel products that use ARM cores, not to mention other processor architectures like ARC. They've used that in the past but they're also an architecture licensee. Do you really think that this is competitive or do you think it's just really part of their foundry strategy? No, it's additive. I'm sure it's additive because they can't run away from ARM. As you said, many of the companies that they've purchased over the past decade and a half are based on ARM and they're not going to rip those ARM processors out of those chips and replace them with RISC-V. But as an Intel foundry services, they have got to be able to support what's popular. And right now, the big mo the momentum is behind RISC-V. Well, it's interesting because some companies like NXP and Qualcomm have used a combination of ARM and RISC-V cores in some of their products. So we're seeing a lot of mixing between the two architectures as well. Yeah, certainly no reason you can't mix and match depending on the application. And if it's an exposed architecture for you know, uh, software development, you know, certainly ARM right now has the advantage in terms of more robust and wider ecosystem. But this will be interesting because pretty much every new ARM core is qualified on TSMC's process. So it'll be interesting to see if this announcements change how we see RISC-V cores qualified on future process nodes. Yeah, I think IFS has got strong reasons to get all the ARM processors and all the RISC-V processors certified on their process nodes as quickly as possible. That's the only way they're going to be able to compete. And I think we should underscore that IFS is definitely one of Pat Gelsinger's plans for making IFS a competitive foundry in the world. And he's not going to settle for anything that's second best. They're going to have to perform, and he's going to make sure of it. And putting this pressure on the group to support all these different architectures does require a lot of work on Intel's side as well. It's not freebie for Intel. Right. Well, it'll be interesting to watch. Obviously, Intel's strategy is all coming together with support of the different architects with the new fab capacity, obviously their focus on specific markets. So it's going to be interesting. Well, you know, the other thing I would point out is that even though ARM is a partner with Intel, especially on the IFS side, ARM competes in data center applications. ARM competes for metaverse applications. ARM competes with x86 in a lot of different areas and PCs as well. So could there be also a strategy by Intel of beefing up the RISC-V camp? And that sort of helps to stabilize ARM to some extent and keeps them a little on their heels as ARM has to fight on two fronts, Intel and x86 on the high end and RISC-V being up ARM's core embedded area? I have to jump in and say, I don't think that Intel's announcement changes the ARM competitive posture against RISC-V at all because they already are having to beat off RISC-V. It's happening right now. This just adds a little fuel to the fire, but I don't think it starts a fire. Yeah, the only difference is ARM now has to compete as an independent and much smaller company once again. Starting next year. 
Certainly, when Rene Haas was asked that question during a press conference, he still considered that Intel was a strategic partner for ARM. And then also Drew Henry provided a quote for building an open ecosystem quote sheet for Intel as well. So, you know, ARM's still approaching this as, hey, you know, we're still good partners with Intel, even though it was obvious that Intel was beefing up the support of RISC-V. With that, it brings us to a wrap of another Tyrius cast. Please remember that Tyrius Research is a market research and advisory firm that provides custom research and advice to the entire high-tech ecosystem, from sensors to the cloud. This includes custom market sizing, product and company competitive analysis, M&A evaluations, product and corporate strategic planning, and marketing strategies. If you would like more information about Tyrius Research or inquire about our services, please contact us directly. I'm Kevin at Tyrius Research. That's T-I-R-I-A-S Research. Com. Jim's Jim at Tyrius Research. We also have Francis Sedeco at Francis at Tyrius Research. And don't forget Steve at TyriusResearch.com for Steve Leibson. You can also visit our website, www.TyriusResearch.com. Please keep up with us on social media. At Tyrius Research is the Twitter handle. Steve is at Steve Leibson, L-E-I-B-S-O-N. I'm at Crewell. And then Francis is F Sedeco, F-S-I-D-E-C-O. And then Jim is mysteriously tech t-e-k strategist on twitter also look for our articles and podcasts in forbes ee times ee journal ect news microelectronics in taiwan if you read mandarin in addition we also have white papers posted on our website and a link to our newsletter which you can subscribe to if you would like it sent directly to your email the newsletter comes out usually monthly and covers topics we covered in articles research and white papers you can find this and other Tyrius Cast on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. Just search for Tyrius Research. Thank you for joining us. If you have any feedback on this Tyrius Cast or recommendations for future Tyrius Casts, please contact us directly. Once again, that's Steve at Tyrius Research, Kevin at Tyrius Research, Francis at Tyrius Research, or myself, Jim at Tyrius Research. Thank you for joining us, and have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>